Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We've been looking at Revelation 16 at the pour and forth of the bowls of the wrath of God. These seven bowls are what bring the finality of the wrath of God, his pouring forth of his righteous, holy anger and wrath upon unbelieving mankind. And so far what we've seen is that the first angel pours forth his bowl up on the earth and sores break out on the people, malignant sores who had taken the mark of the beast and who worshiped the earth. Then the second angel pours forth its bow and the sea becomes like blood and everything dies in it. Then the third angel pours forth its bow and all the fresh water becomes like blood, the rivers and the springs. And we saw that all of that happened and was deserved the second and third bow, particularly in the punishment of the first, because they had poured out the blood of saints and prophets. The men on earth had killed saints and prophets. And because of that, God was making them drink blood, and they deserved it. The fourth angel then pours out its bowl upon the sun. Okay? And when he does that, it was given to the sun to scorch men with fire. So men have these malignant sores, these gross sores. They're being scorched and burned with fire. What's their response? They blaspheme the name of God. And they refuse to repent, and they refuse to give him any glory. So then the fifth angel pours forth his bow upon the throne of the beast. And when he does that, the kingdom of the beast becomes darkened. Okay, it just goes dark. I believe it literally means that, that it's dark. And the uh, people of the world are in such pain because they're gnawing their tongues because of pain and their sores. And so I believe that's related to the scorching of the sun and the swords we saw with the first bow. Now, verse 12, the sixth angel. The sixth angel poured out his bow on the great river, the Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way would be prepared for the kings from the east. Now, this bow right here is interesting because we get some details here. It dries up the Euphrates River dries it up. And the reason is preparing for the kings from the east to where the river will not uh, uh, in, in any way be a problem in crossing and stuff like that. Verse 13, and I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon. Well, we haven't talked about the dragon recently. Remember him over chapter 12, chapter 13? I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophets, three unclean spirits like frogs. So out of the mouth of each one of these that we've seen earlier in the 13th chapter, I believe, the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet, out of their mouths comes three unclean spirits like frogs. It didn't say there were frogs. It says it's like frogs and whatever that means. Verse 14. For they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them together for the war of the great day of God, the Almighty. 
Well, that's intriguing, isn't it? And so the, the sixth angel pours forth this bowl, and this the Euphrates is dried up. But then all of a sudden, John sees something, and he sees out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the prophets, these unclean spirits. And these spirits are demons. He says they're literally demons. And what are they doing? They're performing signs. And these signs go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them together for the war of the great day of God, the Almighty. So John sees these spirits, these lying demonic spirits that are doing signs before the kings of the world. And these signs are being used to bring them all together, to bring all the nations together to go against the Most High God, to battle and have war against the Lord. Then verse 15 is actually in parenthesis. When you're reading the scripture, you'll see that it's in parenthesis. It says, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his clothes so that he will not walk about naked and men will not see his shame. There's this parenthetical statement right here, this proclamation that the Lord's coming like a thief. And to the world, it's like a thief in the night, and they will not know it. and They'll be totally surprised. The scripture tells us point blank that we as believers will not be like those in darkness. The Lord does not come like a thief to us. We don't know the day nor the hour, but we will know the signs and the seasons. Remember, that's the whole premise for why we have spent these, uh, how many episodes, many dozens of episodes so far <coughs> looking at, at what the disciples had asked Jesus over Matthew 24 in the Olivet Discourse. When they said, when are these things going to occur and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? That's the whole thing. They knew that there was a sign. They knew something was happening. The Lord had told them that you are not like those in darkness, that you will understand things. We won't know the exact day. We won't know the exact hour, but we will know the season. So he tells us we are blessed if we stay awake. And you mean you say, what does that mean, stay awake? Well, the idea being that you don't slumber, the idea that you don't get slothful in your walk with the Most High God. That you just don't sit there and say, oh, well, I'm just going to wait and it's all going to pan out and the Lord will deliver me and I'll be okay. No, we don't do that. He says, blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his clothes. In other words, you're clothed, you're ready, you're prepared. The picture of that is clothed in righteousness, clothed in abiding in the Lord. And he says, so, so that he will not walk about naked and men will see his shame. We don't want to, walk, to be walking around hypocritically unclothed. That's what he's saying right there. So let me back up and give us a big picture right here. We'll be done. He sees the sixth angel, and the sixth angel pours out his bow upon the Euphrates, and it's in preparation for kings from the east. So that tells us something, that there's going to be kings coming from the east, and they'll be, if they're coming from the east, that means they're moving to the west because <laughs> they're going to have to cross that river right there. But then he sees unclean spirits coming out of the mouth of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet, lying spirits performing all sorts of things to go after the kings of the whole world and to gather them together. How do I know to gather them together? Listen to verse 16. And they gathered them together, <laughs> there you go, to the place which in Hebrew is called Armageddon. Ah, you've heard about Armageddon before. Well, see what happens. These unclean spirits come along and they gather the kings of the whole world and get them to come together in this plain that's called Har Mageddon to fight the Lord God. 
it's the unclean spirits, the dragon, the false prophet, the beast that do this because they really think they're going to put up a fight. Well, we already know how this is going to turn out, don't we? I tell you what, we'll stop right there in our next episode. We'll hopefully wrap this all up with the seventh angel, seeing what he does. Uh, in the meantime, go back and read this for yourself. Okay, remember this. And all things, just don't take my word for it because I say it, but go back and look at the scripture. Examine it. Seek the Lord. Ask him to give you understanding and see what he says. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.